0: Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pod's Moving and Storage Studio, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth through work that they love and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. The number is open, uh, open phones at 888-825-5225. So, George, a couple of months ago, we did a huge, millions and millions of people watched, uh, live stream for free called the Real Estate Reality Check. We addressed several things in that hour, and we don't have time to address them all right now. But a lot of people were predicting 2008 again that real estate prices were going to absolutely tank. We said they are not going to tank because there is a pool of buyers that is much larger than the pool of sellers still and the supply demand curve will maintain the prices meaning when you have a whole bunch of people trying to buy a few things it holds prices up it's that simple when there's a scarcity prices go up or at least are maintained at a minimum and we said of course the exception to that is the areas where people are leaving in mass and we showed a map of the number of people that have left New York and left California and have left some of the high crime cities uh, and crazy politics of all kinds defund the police or whatever else cities and so uh, and we said the so far though even those areas California New York um, Seattle Portland have not seen decreases in real estate values. Uh, that was about two months ago, three months ago. Uh, reports are coming out right now. We just got one dropped on the desk. Western U.S. continues to lead in home price declines. So now California is seeing the mass exodus of California starting to affect pricing there in some of the areas. San Francisco's taken some real hits. Three point four percent. Of the top 100 cities, the city that has taken the largest drop in price declines so far is Seattle. High crime situation with the anarchists taking down the entire downtown area, and it made it impossible to function economically in that beautiful downtown area of Seattle. It's a gorgeous city, Mm -hmm. or it was, and um, the lack of law and order always screws up economics. Uh, when you can't operate because people steal all your stuff or burn it, it's very difficult to run a business. It's kind of basic, you know, common sense stuff. And so these areas are getting hammered. Uh, their home appreciation values dropping like crazy. Meantime, Louisville, Birmingham, southern cities in Texas, southeast are going up in value. During the time some of you predicted that Dave Ramsey, this isn't going to age well. It's going to be 2008 again. The entire thing's going to crash. And I kept telling you, no, here's the numbers. It's not going to crash. And so we're here to tell you the numbers are coming out, and we told you so.
1: Yeah, this is real data. And we used data last time, too. And we're just using the newest data that's showing that it's it's a different time, and it's not all down. Some areas are going up. Some areas are going down. And there are winners and losers, another article states. And, yes, those that got houses when the interest rates were super low are cheering for themselves. But those that want to get into a house, it's not too late for you either because no. the competition has slowed down. Well, here's what happened. Prices have know, gone we, had,
0: we had this huge increase in 20, record house price increase. In 21, you know, 18% up, right? 29% up in 20 and then we said, you know, 22 is going to be 7 or 8% up, which appears to be holding nationally. Now, locally, we've had some areas that are down 5% or down 10%. Uh, we've got other areas that are up 5%, but the, it seems to be that we're going to be in the 5 to 7% by year-end. That prediction was made by other people, but the data that we had seemed to support it, and we went with that. And it looks like that's going to be about true. In 2023, we said it's going to return to normal, price increases in homes of 2 to 5% and the data is still indicating that that's what's going to happen. All of this to say that you're watching the news and you know the inflation is horrible. The worst inflationary economy in 40 years right now. And you're going to the polls in a week or you're going to the polls right I'm going today to early vote, make sure I you know do what I can to correct this. Um you're fired. That's the message, and so um, you know you can't you can't run something. You get to, you don't get to run it anymore. That includes the works. country, okay. But the um, anyway, the uh, uh, all of that aside, the 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 thing that's happening with real estate is interest rates have gone way up. They're on, on, bumping up Almost close seven. to seven percent now yeah. on a thirty-year fixed, uh, up from the threes. And you know, seven percent in the scope of a life as long as mine is very low. I remember lots of years selling real estate, eleven, twelve percent, ten percent, nine percent, lots of years I was on the radio, it was ten percent. When I started this show it was ten percent. And so then it came down to six and we thought we were in Nirvana. We're but then when it goes to 3 and it goes up to 7, see, 7's not good as compared to 3, but it's really good compared to 12. So it's an emotional thing. So here's what I'm telling you. The other article we got was from Bloomberg. It talks about the people that have bought homes, their values are continuing to go up, especially if you bought, like, in Austin, Texas. You know, Nashville, Tennessee, you bought in these areas, Dallas, Texas, you're buying in Phoenix, Arizona. You know, they've, have they gone down a little bit in some of those areas in the last four or five months? Yeah, a little well, bit. Well, asking but it's, prices, it's, too. And the price asking, yeah, because some of them had really gone crazy up. And so it's settling, it's settling, but it's not diving, it's not crashing. And what's happening is these people that bought are going to become inordinately more wealthy over the next three years than people who rented because rents are also going through the roof and so rents are sucking the disposable income out of the renter's budget where when you buy it cuz guess what happens to rents every year they go up just about almost every single year rents go up when you buy a house at six percent or seven percent
1: it doesn't go
0: up you're locking in you're one of your largest expenses And the value of the property is going up because it's not crashing. Unless you're in one of those areas we mentioned, right? It's not crashing. Overall, we don't have a 2008 situation. And you're going to become wealth inequality based on home ownership is going to be more and more of a thing. And so what all that is to say is if you haven't bought a house and you're thinking about buying a house and you're sitting on the sidelines waiting on interest rates to come down, they're not going to come down any minute. And waiting on house prices to come down, they're not going to come down. They're going to go up. You need to go buy a freaking house right now. It's a great time to buy a house because there's not a line of people around the block trying to buy that house right this second. You're not going to steal it. And if you're getting ready to sell a house, you need to have the expectation it's going to take you 90 days to sell a house right now, Mm -hmm. like it has most of the time in the history of real estate. Most of the time in the history of real estate, that's how it's gone. And and so you need to have a 90-day expectation on selling and negotiating on your price. That's normal. And if you're thinking about buying, you ought to go buy right now. And like
1: we said, a real estate reality check, you can always refi later when the rates come back down. Yeah.
0: If they come back down to three, and they might. Sure, hope they do. That'd be wonderful. Then refinance and get rid of that higher mortgage. But you locked in the price of the house. One of the most common pieces of advice I give folks trying to get out of debt is to sell the car. And I get it. That's easier said than done. Selling a car takes a lot of time and hassle unless you use CarWiser. CarWiser is a free service that gets you the best offers instantly from dealers around the country. And it couldn't be simpler. Just enter your vehicle's information and boom, you've got offers to choose from. So go to CarWiser.com slash Ramsey. That's CarWiser.com slash Ramsey. Camel and I co hosting today. He's a Ramsey personality. We are wearing our matching gazelle hoodies because today is the launch day for the new Ramsey gazelle debit card. No fees. You got to love this thing. It's a man, you're going to, it does everything the Ramsey way. And uh, we're not going to lead you into debt with it. So this is not a SoFi commercial.
1: And seamless integration with every dollar, which is so cool.
0: I think that's important. Hey, the government's planning to hand out more Biden bucks, Uh, maybe in the form of forgiven student loans, maybe not. But if that forgiveness won't wipe out all your student loan debt, this is your wake-up call because payments are coming back. And they're going to smack you in the face when they do. Don't wait on the government to fix your life. Financial Peace University can take care of you. We're going to show you how to handle money. Then you are the captain of your own ship destiny rather than waiting on the government to be in charge of your life. It's the proven plan to pay off all your debts, including your student loans, in just a couple of years, not decades. And we've watched millions and millions of people do this, and they feel like they got their lives back. You can do it. Kick Sally Mae out of the house. Get out from under those stupid loans. Start Financial Peace University right now, com slash FPU, com slash FPU. Tannis is with us in Canada. Hi, Tannis. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: Better than I deserve. What's up?
2: Um. Okay, so I am kind of on baby step number one. I've been also... Well, I I thought I was on two, but it turns out I'm back on one. So I had some money put away, and my savings were were okay. And so I made a lump sum payment on my student loans, which was great. But now, like after um, a couple things happened. Now I'm kind of back at square one, but I just feel like every paycheck I'm reaching more into my emergency fund because it's like, I'm always behind in each paycheck. I'm catching up from something I missed the previous two weeks. And I just like, I just can't, uh, I can't get ahead.
1: What's causing you to be in the hole right now? Which expenses is it?
2: My student loan payments are like killer.
1: So what's your income?
2: Um, it kind of, it kind of varies. So I'm on salary for the first time in my life too, which is very different for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so like salary is $3,000 a month and then I might make another, um, like a thousand dollars with just like the extra work that I've been doing. Um, but that varies again. So it just depends on, on kind of what's available. And
1: then what's your minimum payments on all of your debts?
2: Um, my minimum payments for my student loans is $650 a month. And then I have a two hundred dollar car insurance payment. My rent is eight hundred dollars. Um, and then I'm trying to think, I have like tenant insurance, that's so only like fifty bucks a month, but it like the small things are really adding up to.
1: Mm. Well, the student how loans alone are, 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 are not. Are,
0: draining how old you. are you?
2: I'm twenty five. I just turned twenty five.
0: Okay. All right. And um good. All right. Well, here's the thing. Um It sounds like, A, you just started this process, and B, it sounds like when you write down your budget that it's more like a wish or a suggestion.
2: Well, yeah, like, yeah, Yeah. like, so what I did is I took, I I went through all my statements from the last, like, three or four months, and I went through everything that I I can't change right now, like my student loan payments, my gas, like that kind of stuff, and I wrote that all down as mandatory payments, and then everything else I broke up into, are they needs or are they wants, and so, like, even when I do that on paper, it's like I only have, like, Two to $300 in between each paycheck, Mm -hmm. and then something comes up, if that makes sense. Because I know it takes time. Yeah,
0: you're doing the budget wrong, okay? Okay. Because you shouldn't have any money left on your budget. You should have it all. Every dollar should have a name before the month begins. So I want you to pan back and say, I got $3,000. And if you don't have $3,000, you need to get... $3,000. $3,000. In other words, if that $1,000 gig doesn't kick in, then you got to work an extra job and make sure you at least have $3,000, all right? Now, then I yeah. want you to write down your mandatories. You got the 800, you got the 200, you got the different mandatories like you said that are in there. I want you to give all of those dollars a name on that budget and decide which paycheck each one's coming out of. Yeah. Before the month begins, I want you to completely plan out how you're going to pay your bills. And that okay. includes if you have money that is a want that's left over, then you're going to plug it in as a want. If you have money that's a need, a mandatory, you're going to plug it in as that. But if you have $3,000 come in and you have planned to spend $3,000 exactly and you spend it exactly as you had planned, you're not going to have a crisis. Agreed? Yeah. But what's happening is is that um, – some friend calls and goes let's go out for drinks right yeah that's exactly And then I just
2: see leftover money and think it's spendable income
0: yeah because it's leftover and if instead if you said I have this much allocated for social for happy hour you know I got 50 bucks allocated for happy hour and you did that last week then the friend calls you got to say no but you don't have anything right. that gives you a no button, all you've got is yes buttons, right. and your yes buttons but that's, are that's blowing up the no whole def- thing,
2: but I feel like I'm saying no to everything like I feel you're like not, that's why I feel not you're so, not you're so just so whining
0: you're not you're just whining <laughs> you're just whining
2: that's probably fair yeah yeah
0: you're you're not saying no to enough that's why you're in crisis
1: right Are you working extra on top of your full time job
2: yeah, like I work like like Ten to twelve hour days, depending on the day.
1: Okay, but for the same salary, I'm saying, do you have extra jobs? Side yeah,
2: hustles. yeah. So, so I, uh, my salary, like, so I like um I, like teach group fitness classes on top of my salary job, mm-hmm. and so I'll take as many classes as like uh, ten. up to fifty five dollars an hour. So oh, that's good. It just depends on how many people show up, and it it takes time to for people to come to your classes more. And I have been getting getting more. So, so you get fifty five right dollars an 35. hour. Yeah, if the class is full right now, I'm averaging 45.
0: Okay. That's pretty good. I mean, it depends
2: on how many classes are available. Yeah. so you're, not making, that, you're not making of,
0: that at your day job.
2: No, no, that's, like, I don't know if I should quit my day job. No, just, no, like, no, you need the money right or, now. We
0: don't need to quit anything. We need to do more. But, you know, it sounds to yeah. me like, I, you know, what I would do is try to do 40 hours worth of fitness work. Right. You'll be tired, but you'll be fit. Yeah. And you won't have been going out drinking. You would have been getting fit and making $45 an hour, and you would have cleaned up this mess.
1: Right. What's your total debt? Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: $60,000 in student loans purely. I don't have any yeah. credit cards, and I don't have a car payment or anything. Yeah.
0: So here's the thing. Okay, we're going to ship you a copy of the book, The Total Money Makeover, and show you exactly how to do this. What I have figured out is the matter I get about my situation – the more extreme I get about fixing my situation and you're just beginning to get angry but I'm just wanna turn your anger up a little bit that's kinda why I was poking at you a little bit I wanna get you mad even if you're mad at me that's okay because I'll just be your coach I'll be your friend that loves you enough to take the blows okay so uh, I want you to go win girl and you you're smart we're talking to you for a few minutes you're not dumb you have not any problem but your your issue is focus and this extreme focus that comes from an extreme sacrifice that comes from a healthy level of anger is is really what the uh, recipe is. Uh, it is a bit like fitness stuff. Um, you know, you tell people to do stuff. There's ones that kind of care and kind of don't care. But the ones that have to lose weight or the doctor says they're going to die, uh, they figure out a way to lose the weight. The ones that go, you know, my, my, my pants are just tight. You know, they don't lose weight. That's not enough. Vanity is not enough to get you to do it. You need a bigger why. You got to get fired up about whatever it is, whatever behavior you're doing that changes everything. And um, you're getting there, but you're just starting this journey. I've got real hope for you. I think a month from now, you're going to be a beast.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember when I was getting out of debt, Dave, when I started here and I was doing Uber. I had the Nielsen People Meter to make another 20 bucks a month. I was eating lean cuisines, waiting for them to go five for 10 on sale. Ooh, that's gross. But it was worth it.
0: And I will never eat a lean cuisine again, Dave. Amen. Amen. You got to have something you never eat again because you had to eat it when you were broke. Broke people food. Find that food. Yeah. Ramen noodles. Tuna fish for me. I hate tuna fish. Yeah. Hang on, we'll send you a copy of that book, kiddo. You call us anytime we can help. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, SimpliSafe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit SimpliSafeDirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. SimpliSafeDirect.com. There is no safe like SimpliSafe. George Campbell Ramsey personality is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Hey, if you like this show, uh, there's three things you can do to help us. One is you can subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel. Two is you could leave a review on both of those. And don't leave a review unless it's five-star, please. We don't need your one-stars. Thank you. We need (laughs) five-stars. And you can tell people to listen, whether they're listening on radio or podcast or youtube uh share the love you can uh in case of a podcast or something like that you can just, maybe youtube you just forward that share it with a friend literally the link i was listening to my friend mike rose podcast this week and i it was about um jobs and about people working and i forwarded it to ken coleman i said you need to listen to this it's a good podcast and so you can do the same thing for the ramsey show guys thank you very much emily's with us emily is in portland maine beautiful town hi emily how are you hi dave how are you better than we deserve how can we help
3: hi uh so me and my fiance um we're currently working on paying off the house and saving for retirement um i currently put six percent into my 401k and eight percent into the employee stock program Mm -hmm. um my fiance just started a new job with a much better 401k match than my job but he makes less um a year than i do Mm -hmm. so Does my stock program contribution count towards the 15% retirement savings? And should we save more than 15% of his salary, if not all of it, in his 401k, if we can live off of just my income?
0: When are you getting married?
3: Uh, Next year.
0: Okay. You should not combine your finances until you're married. Very Very dangerous. You can talk about them as if they're combined, and you can plan to combine them when you're married. But when, uh, for instance, you, you pay all the bills and he puts all his money in retirement, that's combined finances. And if something happens prior to marriage, you know, you've left him at a disadvantage It's not fair. Okay. So you guys should run this like roommates because that's what you are until you're married, okay? And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it could also actually be detrimental to your relationship. Um, until you're married. Now, once you're married, you combine everything. It's just one big lump. We'll go from there. Now, back to your original question on the um, uh, retirement savings. We don't tell people to invest in single stocks for their retirement savings. That's an additional investment after you're at baby step seven if you want to play for some other things. But um, I would just use mutual funds only. Uh, It's all I have done with my 401Ks. And so um, our, our rule of thumb is uh, the best thing you can do is get the match for you. Him independently, best thing he can do is get the match. The next best thing you can do is get a Roth or turn your 401k into a Roth. Uh, and the next best thing you can do is, is a traditional. And so in your case, I'm just going to beef up your 401k and make it a Roth. Your 401k, they make it a Roth. Do they have Roth option?
3: Um, I don't believe so. I just do a max out of 6% and they yeah. put in three
0: yeah but i i i got to tell you seventy eight percent of them offer roth options, so I bet they do you need to check on it okay, okay. but if they get, if they don't do a roth option, take the match and then do an independent roth and then go back and do regular 401k I would not do your company' stock as my retirement plan It's too speculative it's too risky okay and, and I, I you know here's the other thing about that plan in general all company stock plans discount the stock price by 15%, right? Yep. And so people think, oh, I'm getting a deal on this stock. But if you look at your 12-month high and 12-month low, 52-week high, 52-week low on your stock, you're going to see a variance oftentimes, most times, of more than 15%. So you're, you're, you you're may not be getting a discount when the smoke clears uh, because of the volatility of it. So, no, I don't play single stocks, and no, I don't do employee stock options, until you've just got some extra money laying around and you want to play with it.
1: So to recap here, you're going to go for the match, then open a Roth IRA, max that out, and then if you're still not at 15%, go back to the 401k and finish out the 15 and then pause all of the employee stock purchase program.
0: And keep your finances separate until you are actually Absolutely. Uh, come home from the honeymoon and then you combine everything at that point. That's what we would tell you to do, and that's what we've seen the best results from the millions of people that we've coached over all of these decades.
1: Now, if the so, company is gifting you stocks and you're not having to pay for it, well, hey, cash it out and uh We'll take free stuff. Better.
0: We always take free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most always. Uh, Stephanie's in Oklahoma. Hi, Stephanie. How are you?
4: Hi, Dave. I'm well. How are you and George?
0: Better than we deserve. What's up in your world?
4: I'm here because you have taught me to build up that thousand dollar emergency fund. I'm getting emotional. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your guidance over these years. But today I'm calling over something that is, I know a lot of people deal with. I have, um, pet sitted pet stats for my parents before when they went on vacation and it was agreed upon a certain amount of money due, um, to the days that they were gone you know, it was very organized and I explained why I was charging him then that it's never been a question this year. Um, my mom and dad went again on vacation. I told them, yeah, of course I'm going to keep the dog. You know, you can pay me when you get back for some reason, my mom has had a slip of memory and this is not about the money. It was agreed upon in a conversation about three weeks ago, what I was going to charge her. And I actually called and said, is Dad awake or has he already gone to bed? She said, no, your dad's in bed. I said, well, that's unfortunate because I wanted him to be present in this conversation. So I need to discuss with you what I'm charging you and why. So I explained to her the rates. um, when they were gone, their dog, um, unexpectedly had to go to the vet. I missed out on a half shift of work. Uh, the vet is a friend of mine who waived the fee. So I saved them that much money, but I lost down on a little bit. So I explained to my mom the rate; it was not any more than it was a year ago, and she agreed upon it. Fast forward, last night we're all having dinner as a family, and I, my mom offers me a wallet. She says, "I have this old wallet. Do you want it? It's in really good condition." I said, "Yeah, I'd love to have that." And to tease her, I said, "You can go ahead and put that check in there as well for the dog sitting." for, you know, this amount of money. She said, no, I'm not paying you that much. Anyway, I went outside. Dad's grilling the burgers. I said, Dad, this isn't going to be okay. We already had this agreement. I wish you were present for the conversation. And I said, Dad, it's not about the money. It's about the principle of the matter. And everything kind of blew up. My mom wrote me a check. I left because things were upset with my sister being there, giving her feedback and all this. My question to you is, was I wrong in telling my mom, no, you need to pay me what we agreed upon? It's it's a financial, it's a business. Uh, What did I say? I said it's a business dealing, okay? You need to keep your word, Mom. And then she wrote me her check
0: and she was upset. What was she upset about?
4: She said, literally... I'm not going to pay you more than what we agreed about. You can't change your mind. I said, Mom, I didn't change my mind. What are you talking about? We discussed this amount. Like, we've had a conversation about it on the phone a few weeks ago, and you agreed to it. So why are you angry? So later, after I went home, I, I went out, walked the dog, had some time, prayed about it, ask God to tell me, you know, what is going on here? What am I missing? I don't understand. And I called my dad later, and I said, Dad, I'm really at a loss right now. Is mom having like memory problems? Is that what's going on? Or what? And he said that maybe. I don't know. But he did tell me that I didn't deal with it well when I, you know, talked to her about it in front of my sister. I didn't mean to like, you know, stir the pot. But I just i'm um, really um stephanie how much money was you. this It was 350 dollars
1: i see two options number one we never pet sit for them again and number two mm-hmm. we just go okay stupid tax i'm never doing that not worth ruining right a family
0: relationship yeah just call her and tell her you're going to tear up the check it's not worth it and um next time they call to set the pet tell them you're not going to be able to and because uh, our relationship's worth more than this horrible little tiny business transaction So I'm I'm just not going to enter into this arena again Because it's not a place that I like to play And I'm not very good at it So I don't want to do it anymore Our scripture of the day, 2 Chronicles 15, 7. But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Thomas Edison said our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. Open phones at 888-825-5225. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Devin is with us in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Hi, Devin. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up in your world?
5: Oh, I just had a question for you. You know, we've been listening for a couple years, right? Started listening right after my son was born, because so I thought it was time to kind of get my money right. Um, we've been doing our budget and I kind of realized, I think I've been doing my budget wrong and I wanted your opinion on it.
0: Okay. What are you doing?
5: So, well, I was budgeting as if we were getting paid, uh, every two or getting paid twice a month, such as like first and 15th to 15th and 30th, but we don't, we get paid every two weeks, which makes that paycheck fall kind of obscurely throughout the month. So I noticed it when we're going to get paid on the 28th of this month. And I noticed I don't need a full paycheck to get through the 28th to the 31st of October.
0: Yeah. You have two, so ma- I wasn't you have two magic kind of months a year epi- where you get three checks.
5: Exactly. And I didn't even notice that. So we've been eating into our emergency fund and I didn't notice it until we started kind of going, wow, we have all this money at the beginning of the month. And then towards the end of the month, it's like, wait a minute, how are we overspending? And then that's, I looked at the calendar, I noticed we don't get paid every two or twice a month. We get paid every two weeks, which makes that fall kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how to set up that budget, especially in using every dollar.
1: Mm-hmm. So are you already using every dollar? I am.
5: We've been using it pretty consistently for the last couple of years. In and fact, now after I noticed it, it seems I have it set up all the way through
1: April. And so have you checked out the new paycheck planning tool in there? Because I think this could really help you. Because it'll map out exactly when your money's going to run out.
5: uh, The paycheck planning tool is actually how I noticed that I was budgeting wrong. That's good, good, at
0: least. That's perfect. That means it did what it was supposed to do. Good. Okay. Yeah, so the concept behind all of that, including the paycheck planning tool, is this. Each and every month is unique, and you should start that month and look at that month's bills and that month's income. Because you don't have Thanksgiving in May. But you do in November, and there's a turkey involved most of the time. So that month's bills are different. You don't have Christmas except in December, hypothetically. <laughs> and yeah, so hopefully. you sh- you should only have that, that expense there. And, you know, in my case, I heat with gas. And so in the winter, my gas bill, my natural gas bill, is higher. In the summer, I virtually don't have one. Because all we have is a little bit of hot water, and there's only two of us in a Shih Tzu, so um, we don't burn a lot of hot water. That not nearly like we burn to heat the house, right? So my natural gas bill is less in July than it is in December. So my July bill for that should be my July budget should be different. Now a lot of things don't change. Obviously, you got a house payment, car payment, that kind of stuff. There, they're, they're going to stay exactly the same. Your grocery budget's going to be close. It may have a little bit of birthday difference or something like that in it. But you need to plan every month before the month begins, and that includes the income and the outgo. And you may, and so if you look up and say you got three checks in those two magic months, then you're going to plan all three of those checks.
5: Okay. Um, so my question would be like, do you just roll the money over? So for the end of this month, like I said, we get paid on the 28th. We just roll that into November then.
0: It depends on how you want to lay out that November month. Do you want to lay out the November month using the 28th of October? If you want to call that the 1st of November in your planning, that's fine. And then, okay, okay, so that's going to cover my, you know, my rent that's due on the 1st, that kind of stuff, because you're not going to get a check for Mm -hmm. two more weeks. Exactly. So the stuff that's due on the 1st is going to be a pinch. And so that's what planning that month out ahead of time causes you to look at that. And what you've been running, you're right. The, the the thing you've been doing wrong is you're trying to do each month as if it was a template, and it was all exactly the yep. same. And so, what I'm trying to do is get you to do a level of customization to each month. And then the paycheck planning tool allows you to customize where those paychecks hit. And so, oh, I can't. I got to pay cable. I got to figure that out. You know, I got to pay my light bill. I got to figure that out. And you got to put groceries in all the different in each each of the each of the paycheck periods.
1: And a lot of these bills, you can go in and select a different date. And so, if you're realizing too much is coming out of one specific date or a few days, you can go into you know the website, call them, and change that date for it to come out. The due dates,
0: yeah, utility due dates. Um, and the other thing you could do with some utilities is you can do budget billing, where they level it out for the year, and then once a year they even it up. Meaning they, if it was a little high, they'll give you a little bit of a refund. Or credit towards your next one or if it's a little low you're going to have a little higher bill for one month but you can do that some budget billing that helps as well but the big thing you've realized is is that you were uh you know you you were not operating you're operating on a template rather than a custom month and the paycheck planning tool on every dollar uh the every dollar app which is the world's best budgeting app, and it really is. It's very robust. But this new tool is really, really helpful. It's one of the most requested things we've ever had. As soon as we put it up, everybody went bananas on it. And uh, some of you have set every dollar down. You need to pick it back up because you can use that paycheck planning tool. It's going to make it a whole lot easier.
1: And now seamless integration with the new Gazelle debit card.
0: Oh, good point. There you go. How cool is. is that? Matthew in Dallas, how are you? Doing well, sir. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's
5: up? Yes, sir. I was curious. I am in a predicament, and I was wondering, should I purchase a house when it is above 25% of my income no. at a six-year, 15-year before a roommate?
0: No. Okay. Because roommates don't always pay. They don't always show up. There's gaps between roommates, and you're going to get yourself in a crack. Hmm. It's you buying the house, not the roommate. Yes, um, sir. But But, you know, if you can commit to creating enough income with part-time hustle side hustles to cover it and make it 25% and then the roommates icing on the cake now we got a win-win yes sir but I wouldn't run it on roommates because how many times have you had a roommate Uh, three times okay and all three were reliable yes sir well you got good and lucky (laughs) (laughs) where do you find those man that's amazing yeah, it's like renters. I mean, I've had a lot, a lot of renters over the years, and these people say, "Oh, well, I went to a real estate seminar, and they said the renter will pay off your investment real estate." And I said, "No, they won't, because they don't always pay." And this plan sounds—they file sounds, bankruptcy. They it's
1: suspiciously a, close to house hacking. Like a
0: COVID quarantine. <laughs> and decide not to pay. Oh man, what a pain in the butt. Yeah, I mean, we're really really good. We we very seldom have a bad tenant because we've been doing it a long time. We only get good tenants. You know how to vet them now. Yeah, exactly. But still, same thing with roommates would be true. You know, he's done a good job. I'm teasing with him, but he's obviously done a good job selecting quality people to be his roommate. But I wouldn't put the piece of my finances on that line, would you?
1: No. And there's two options here. Either increase the income or increase the down payment. And that means a little bit of patience. Hmm. And I'm okay with that. Because
0: hmm.
1: when know. you do get into that house, you can breathe. And you're not reliant on the roommate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it changes. You know, if you really have to have that money from them, it kind of changes the way you look at them when they walk in the front.
1: Changes door. the relationship. Yeah. You
0: went, you're went. you going out again, and you haven't paid the rent yet?
1: Yeah.
0: You see? You're you going to the beach. Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Where's my money? Where's my money? Where are you going? <laughs> wait a minute let's, let's talk here for a second oh yeah that it, it it you know the money transactions do that and so you've got to be careful it's almost like the mom or the girl with her mom while ago go with the dogs changes relationships you know, it's uh it's a Can thing it's a mm. thing and so you if you need the money it changes the whole deal dramatically and it changes the tone by which you address these things
1: well so. dave this might be the last day our wardrobe
0: intersects with our gazelle hoodies you suggesting i will never dress as good as you again
1: i was going to suggest the opposite nah, I know i'll about never you. be as classy as dave ramsey i know about you it's all right well fun day good. celebrating was the launch of the gazelle debit card congratulations to yeah, you and the whole to team all that's all of been us. working on yeah, it yeah it's
0: a lot of fun awesome Very cool that puts this hour of the ramsey show in the books we'll be back with you before you know it in the meantime remember there's ultimately only one way to financial peace and that's to walk daily with the prince of peace christ jesus